Hey man, what's up? Uh, have you ever heard of the barefoot bandit? The barefoot bandit. Yeah. Um. Yes. Really? What about Colton Harris Moore? No. Is he the barefoot bandit? Colton Harris Moore. No, that's a different subject. different person. Different oh, subject. you were I'm like, oh, okay, sorry. Let know. me just go ahead and go on to the next <laughs> next topic. Then the barefoot bandit. The barefoot bandit. Um, this is one I think you're gonna like. Uh, spoiler alert: There's pilot stuff in here, so you can brag about how you're kind of a pilot almost. Um, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I'm just prepping you for. There's pilot stuff in here. <laughs> That's why you're not one of us. It's because you say something like, "There's pilot stuff in here." Sorry, there's aeronautical stuff in here. Nope. Does that make it? Does that make me sound official? No. Oh, sorry. Um, let me think. Uh, there's Delta stuff in here. I don't oh, know. Cool. What do oh, nice. <laughs> I do the same thing. I fill a cup with water and I put a live rat in it. You didn't even move. <laughs> You're out of breath from fake sprinting. They can't return my letters, but they sure can find this guy. I'm a bill before <laughs> You're not going to find me. You're not going to find me. <laughs> we didn't expect that outcome from the jury. It turns out the jury is a bunch of monsters. Things I learned last night. Okay, so Colton Harris Moore. Yeah. Um, otherwise known as the Barefoot Bandit. Uh, he was born in 1991 in Mount Vernon, Washington. Okay. Uh, he was a kid who uh, grew up in a pretty rough situation. His mother was an alcoholic. His dad wasn't around. Uh, he lived in a trailer park. And um, he and was barefoot. No. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No. But there was a. Because <laughs> the show could give him was, shoes. The show could give him shoes. It wasn't a. It wasn't a barefoot like a. Like what you think when you hear barefoot? Oh, it was like a, like a he lost his feet, and they gave him bare feet <laughs> to replace the feet. Oh, and they said B E A R. Yeah, they, they were like they're like this is a veterinarian's clinic, so we don't have any human feet on hand. I guess that would be but a way to get away with some, some stuff, bare though. Feet you know, on hand if you want them, you like cut your ankles, right? <laughs> we were robbed by a bear. You put some bare <laughs> feet on there. It's just a. Necessitos, and uh, and so you went necessifeet, and that's okay. So okay. Anyway, the barefoot bandit. The barefoot bandit. Nineteen ninety one. He's born. Not a great upbringing. Not a great upbringing. Um, To make matters worse, uh, oh, he's he's not much older than us. No, Uh, he's a he's he's what you call a not popular kid, Um, and he gets bullied uh, growing up, right? In early, we just called those TJ. Who's TJ? <laughs> <laughs> Who's TJ? Yeah. TJ? Every so loser, we, every loser <laughs> I've ever known has been called TJ. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, <laughs> in early high school, um, he befriends another one of kind of the outcasts in his high school. Okay, um, who coincidentally uh, just got out of juvie for uh, you know. Crime and theft, like sure. minor, minor thefts, thefting. Um, different, not to be confused with thrifting. How long thefting. we got to do some episodes on the juvenile system? Because I don't understand how that works. Like, like just, just go to like, jail. Yeah, yeah. And then, but like kid jail, so there's like a yeah. playground and stuff. And 
Like, what is kid jail? I mean, jail? there's a playground at an adult jail. I mean, yeah, I mean, sure. They call it the yard. Yeah. It's the same thing. Okay. Do you learn yeah. all the lingo in juvie? I mean, it depends on who you're in juvie with. I guess. Like, what kind of juvie you're in. Like, if you're in, like, a, a juvie juvie, then yeah. But if you're in, like, a juvie juvie. If you're juvie, like, a juvie light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> juvie light. Um, so, it, it, this, this kid gets out of juvie um, for theft, uh, and he meets uh, Colton, and they become friends because neither of them kind of fit in with anyone. Sure. And uh, this kid realizes that Colton is missing a lot of like bare necessities. Uh, <laughs> and he tells him like, I have all the necessities I need. Like, and Colton notices that this kid's got a brand new iPod. He's yeah. got great sneaker. Like he's got, he's got everything a, a teenage boy in the early the 2000s wants. Right? Sure. He's got tickets to simple plan. Like he's got yeah. everything. Got all um, the stuff. And, but this, this kid shouldn't have this. Like, you know, like he shouldn't afford it. And so Colton asks him, he's like, is you that's how I feel when I was watching all of our friends go to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I was like, hey, 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 you're too poor for that. In high school, you see someone do that and you think something sketchy happening. But when you're an adult and you see that, you think you got a credit card and you're irresponsible. Oh, you're 27 <laughs> and your parents still pay for a lot of stuff. <laughs> Good for you. Fortune magazine did a survey. Recently. Fortune magazine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different, different magazine. Fortune magazine. Fortune magazine did a poll of Gen Zers and millennials, and they asked them on a scale of like one to five, um, how much, how dependent are you on your parents financially? Yeah. And seventy-seven percent were at least seventy-seven percent was at least somewhat dependent upon their parents financially. We're Gen Z and millennial. Gen Z and millennial. Which Gen oh. Z? Like, I mean, a lot of them are probably like a Gen Z. You could still be like seventeen. And still be in Gen Z. Okay. So that that I feel like that skews it, but, but still, I mean, a lot of yeah. I mean, millennials. Are, yeah. I mean, uh, it's you a know, scary stat. We had a lot of friends in L.A. who we would be like, oh, even here in Kansas City, we'd be like, how do you afford to do all this stuff? And then we find out their parents are paying their rent. Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. To it me. makes it a lot easier. <laughs> I wish my parents loved me. Um, all my parents do is support me on Patreon. All my parents. <laughs> Be like Jared's mom and support dad. Us on Both Patreon. parents support us on Patreon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, true. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, uh, so <laughs> remember when they got there's exclusive merch that you get if you're a Patreon supporter for a certain amount of time. And it's like a mug with my face on it. It's like Jaron Myers is my best friend, <laughs> and it got sent to my dad in the month of June, and yeah. he just thought it was his it's, Father's Day gift. <laughs> He's like, "I love my Father's Day gift." And I didn't have the heart to be like, <laughs> "Actually, you paid a, for that." You, <laughs> you. That's a pay. Well, you know what? You're welcome, Dad. <laughs> and now every year you give him the same mug <laughs> for Father's yeah, Day. Yeah, <laughs> he's got a lot of them. <laughs> What if we did that? What if we sent our patrons the same gift every year? Well, in June, it's <laughs> a happy Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day. Us. All right. This is, so, uh, millennials are poor, and back to Thomas. Or yeah, 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 back yeah, to yeah, Colton, yeah, yeah, yeah. Colton Harris. So he's so his friend. So his friend. A lot, got a lot of stuff that he can't afford. Yes, and his friend tells him, "Like, hey, I re- I recognize that you don't have a lot of your bare necessities. Um, why don't you just steal them? Like, just steal the stuff that you need." And so he starts showing him the ropes on theft, right? And so uh, his friend's favorite 
version of theft is like home burglary, especially in the town that (laughs) (laughs) which is a pretty advanced form of theft. You know, most people start with a casual gas station pack of gum, you know, but this guy's like my favorite is breaking into vulnerable people's homes. My favorite is bank robbery. Let me show you how it's easy. Just put these pantyhose over your face and let's get in there. Um, so the town that they lived in in Washington was an island town off the coast of Washington, and it was like a vacation hotspot. Yeah, and so there's a lot of homes there that people didn't live in full time, and it was pretty easy to spot the homes that were not lived in homes. They were just be there once a year homes, you know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so they got really good. Is it because when they left, they were like, "We'll see you next year." <laughs> they put a sign on the door that said, "I tell you, that's what my wife months. did." No. We're leaving for like a, a trip, and she yells to the cats. All right, we'll see you next Sunday. Then I was like, "Have you? What are you doing? Have you heard of robbers are you trying to get us home alone?" <laughs> and then your packages got stolen. And that same trip. I'm not trying to. Bl- I'm not trying to blame anybody for that. Okay, don't don't try to pit me against my wife. How dare you try to drive a wedge between my I'm marriage? Just to, I'm just looking for a new podcast. How dare you? Opportunity. <laughs> a new podcast opportunity. You think we're gonna start a whole podcast to track down wrong. this porch pirate? <laughs> so they start they start breaking into these homes, and and Colton's new friend is is telling him like here's some here's some things you need to know. Like obviously you don't turn the lights on because that's a <laughs> care giveaway for every, all the neighbors. All the neighbors know no one lives in that house. Sure, unless they're there for the vacation. And so if the lights are on, that's a problem. So never turn the lights on and. Um, other than that, there's not really there's any, not really any there's rules. No other rules. It's theft. It's you're breaking the law. Like, so yeah, there's not a lot of laws here. Don't open the fridge. Yeah. Well, actually, that's one of the best rules. You can eat whatever you want. Um, but it's probably gone bad if they left it. If that it's long. in the freezer, though. Yeah. So it's a lot of frozen food. Like you're you're cooking up some frozen food, or maybe stuff in the like doesn't go bad, like Chips Ahoy boxes. Do you know if you've got a bunch of stuff in a freezer, what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to put uh, a, a little cup. Filled with water and yeah. let it freeze. Yeah, and then you put like a coin on top of the frozen water in the freezer with all your stuff. If you're leaving for like months, yeah, yeah. And then when you come back, that way you can tell if you're if the power has gone out or whatever. Oh, based on where the cup coin is in the cup, it should be at the top still. Yeah, if it's if it's all if stayed it's frozen. Sunk. Yeah, but if it's in the ice, then that means your freezer at one point stopped, and now all that stuff is bad. That's a much better method than what I do. What is what you do? You just go for it. Well, no, I do the same thing. I fill a cup with water and I put a live rat in it. Mm. And when I get home, if the rat's if still the, there, he ate all the food. Then, then he froze and and I can just thaw him out, kind of like a chirogenic sleep, and let him go on his way. But if, I go thank you for your service. Went, if the power went out, then he's probably he usually escapes. He usually chooses way through, escapes. He chooses way through the fridge. And then I find him in the backyard dead because he's got freon poisoning. Um, oh. But your way is a lot easier because it's just a quarter. Yeah. It's a lot easier to freeze a quarter than a live rat. I like how you say him <laughs> as if it's the same <laughs> rat every time. It is. It but is. he's also died he, from freon poisoning. He hangs around. He kind of like at this point. I think he likes it. <laughs> To brush yeah. up with death. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I call him Freezer Freddy. Sorry, I tried to give you like a little <laughs> fun life hack factoid thing there. And <laughs> speaking of rats, uh, we got <laughs> speaking of rats. <laughs> someone in this building. <laughs> speaking of rats, 
I said something in the Slack messages that got <laughs> tweeted, and I don't like that. I like tight lips around here. Speaking of rats, which my rats have tight lips because they're frozen in my freezer. What the heck, dude? Uh, uh, so, uh, speaking of rats. Well, allegedly, our Chucky e. Cheese allegedly. episode has finally hit. <laughs> allegedly speaking, speaking of alleged rats, okay, uh, it could be rats. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I, I told you that we got the ring. We got we we, we went for the full ring home security system. Did I tell oh, you. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, we yeah, went yeah. The full home security system. Is it, are the wires cut? Well, what part of what we did was we put motion sensors in the garage. Sure. So last night, two thirty-seven a.m., the alarm goes off. Um, like because, the bing, bing. yeah. No, the full alarm, like oh, the whole. The, yeah, yeah. Your our motion sensor was tripped in the garage. <laughs> no, a little more. You're rolling. You're rolling. It's yeah, not you're a roll. Right, you're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I wake up two thirty in the morning. Two thirty seven. Two thirty seven. Dazed and confused, hearing this alarm. That was quieter than I expected. To be honestly, this is the first time it's gone off. Quieter, way quieter than I expected. Turn it off go down to the garage to see if I can figure out what happened. Did you bring anything with you? No, I was fist fight. I'm a fist fight kind of guy. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, so Bree went down first. Got no, it. I'm a fist fight. No, I see. Bree's the protector of your home. Here's the thing. Here's the thing you need to understand. I sleep in full bulletproof armor. <laughs> uh, so we, you know, I make our bed walk down to the it is <laughs> but it's the intruder. ropes, the ropes and police. <laughs> intruder. <laughs> and so in our basement, we have we have a raised ranch, so our basement <laughs> is where the garage is. Yeah. And so I get to the stairs of this bed contraption and just Technology <laughs> <laughs> not cut up to know how to do the stairs yet. So no, you get so down there. I run downstairs and I get into the basement. You and run? Yeah, yeah. Cause because that's my strategy. Here's the I thing. Say, play it out. Every Tell time, me. Every time something weird happens, this happened a couple times where like we thought someone was breaking in the middle of the night. <laughs> I've seen your house, dude. Yeah. Well, I told you what happened last time this happened. There was a bat. I overfilled one of our closets and the, the rack just exploded out the wall and like <laughs> and it was loud. Yeah. And I woke up and just freaking dead sprinted out into and that's what happens is like I whenever there's a moment like this, like I don't I don't think and I don't think I should get something like I just run to where I think the problem is and I'm like I'm going to get there fast enough that they're not going to be ready for me and I'm just going <laughs> to win. <laughs> um, so I'm going to okay. I'm going to die. Uh, anyways, um, <clears throat> I get down to the basement into the garage and there's nothing in there and so now I'm trying to f- <laughs> I'm still except for that girl behind you. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. Hello. I'm I'm a little spooked now because Everything. The garage doors were were shut. All the windows were sealed. the The door into the garage. Oh the yeah, house was they're sealed. still in your house. And th- there whoever was, was there was nothing in the garage. They're I've still checked, in there. I checked everything in the garage. There was nothing in the garage. There was yeah. Because no, as soon as the alarm no, went off, they also took off running. Well, no, you couldn't. There nothing else opened. It was just the motion sensor in the garage. Mm-hmm. And so I was looking for mice. That's why I thought it made, it made me think of rats. I was like, maybe it was a mouse or another bat, um, or an entity. Uh, <laughs> I told Bree, I was, I was like, I was like, we might have a ghost, and she's like, don't say that. <laughs> All right. So we're putting a camera in the basement with night vision and like thermal, 
see if we can catch the ghost because we used to have we All used to have, have night vision now. That's not a special thing. Yeah, but thermal thermal. <laughs> yeah, I want thermal oh, to vision. get like the heat. Yeah, the heat sensor. Yeah, okay, because uh, because we used to have we used How to hot are rats. They're so hot. <laughs> rats, rat body temperature is 300 degrees. That's why it takes so long for them to freeze. <laughs> don't touch a rat. If you see a rat, don't you'll burn a your hot skin. Rat, you dude. will burn your skin and sizzle it. Uh, <laughs> I think we should make a term for it instead of cool. Like we should be like <laughs> and something's really cool and sizzling. <laughs> Oh wait, that's just cool because the hotter it goes in temperature. <laughs> Man, that's hot. Yeah, that's full circle for you. That was great. So no, uh, but we used to have motion sensor lights in our garage. We used to have motion sensor lights in our garage, and they would just turn on all the time. Like I'd be out in the backyard, and like we've got a window in the backyard that yeah, I can see the, the garage, garage would turn on, and the garage light would turn on, and I would go down there, and there would be nothing in there. I don't know what it is. I think we have an entity. Yeah, you have a ghost stuck <laughs> in your garage. Yeah, and you say bye to someone in the basement every time you leave my house. Yeah, because yeah. she's down there. <laughs> she's stuck in your garage. So they are just breaking into homes like are oh, they yeah. busting glass. What are they this. doing? Uh, yeah, so they're yeah, they're they're breaking into homes. However, they can get it busting glass <laughs> and and <laughs> and <laughs> What freezing rats? <laughs> freezing <laughs> rats, dude. Yeah, someone broke our entire filled our freezer with rats. <laughs> freezer with rats, and they're all in cups. They're all in large cups, very large solo cups. They're like bucket-sized solo cups, and there's just a frozen rat. <laughs> but here's the craziest part. We should call it's this not, guy the barefoot bandit. It's not all the way to the top. The ice is only halfway down, so I think my freezer is no good. It's actually a blessing they I did that. We Those pizza rolls are not good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so, so they're breaking into people's homes. It's not that funny. So this yeah, is bad. They're breaking into people's homes. He's okay. learning the rubs. And it's kind of a thrill thing for them for a little bit. They're hanging out. They're doing their thing. And then he learns. Mm. Oh, like I can't. I'm not getting my needs. <laughs> he met. breaks into a house and you just hear. You're freaking sprinting, and he's like, "Oh, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> I got here too fast." Oh no! So <laughs> I've got my gun, but he's too fast for me. <laughs> he got here so fast. <laughs> We're going by the juvie for sure, dude. <laughs> Oh rats! I get there before the the little echo can even do its song and the red lights and stuff. I'm just <laughs> and then and then, and then, it, <laughs> and then, then the all star plays. The all star. Is there some dents printing at us? All star <laughs> Why is that guy got full body armor? <laughs> I'm just trying to get my necessities. <laughs> hey. 
Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of Things I Learned Last Night. Uh, if you like our show and you want more of it, we have plenty of other episodes. Uh, one that I enjoyed was Jose Canseco, uh, you know, the baseball player from like the 90s and stuff, but also it's kind of an alien episode. Uh, spoiler alert. So uh, go check that out. Uh, thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, and uh, now back to this episode. This episode is brought to you by Miracle Made. Hey, summer's here, and what that means is it's starting to get warmer at night. And if you're anything like me, that means you're waking up all night long covered in a whole lot of sweat. We're all friends here. We can be honest with each other. And if that's you, I recommend you check out Miracle Made. Miracle Made is crazy because their sheets are inspired by NASA. They have this silver-infused fabric, and it regulates temperature, which means if it's too hot at night, it helps keep you cool. And if it's too cold at night, it helps keep you warm. And it does this all night long. It's really, really cool. And the wild thing is they are luxuriously comfortable and they don't have the high price tag of a lot of other luxury brands out there. So you can feel a lot nicer in these than you would with sheets that you'd find at a lot of five-star hotels. It's crazy. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin to try Miracle Made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a friend or a loved one, if you order right now, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code Tillin, that's T-I-L-L in at checkout, you'll get three free towels and you'll save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product that it's backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee, which means if you're not 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash Tillin and use the code Tillin to claim your free three-piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash Tillin to treat yourself. Thanks again to Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, one of the things that I have a problem with is I am a bottler. And that means when I feel something, any emotion, um, typically negative ones, I will bottle it up and pretend it doesn't exist. Uh, it's, a, it's a thing I've struggled with for a long time, uh, and I think a lot of us can sympathize with this. We, we deal with stressors in our lives, whether they're big or they're small things, we bottle them up, uh, and then that can start to affect us negatively. It can weigh us down, but therapy is a safe place we can go to get those sorts of things off of our chest and to figure out what the things are that are actually weighing you down, because sometimes you bottle that stuff up and you didn't realize you bottled it up. Uh, that's been something that's been super helpful for me with my relationship with my therapist. He walks me through these things and uh, unscrews the bottle caps and lets, lets things explode all over the place uh, in a safe environment uh, where that's kind of the understanding of what's happening. Uh, if you're thinking of getting giving therapy a try, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and it's suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get masked with a licensed therapist or switch therapist at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Tillin today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Tillin, T-I-L-L-N. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. So he starts doing this with his friend, whatever, they're doing their thing. And then he realizes basic needs are getting met at home. Aren't? Aren't no like he, he doesn't have. Food. Why does he just live in one of these he houses? Have clothes, and so that's what he says. He says, "You know what? Like I've got a solution. I can just live in one of these houses." And so he doesn't live in the house. What he's doing is he's going, he's breaking in for a couple of days, eating a bunch of food, stealing well, whatever yeah. he needs, sleeping. Yeah, sometimes ordering stuff on Amazon with their cards, with sure. their credit cards, and then 
going out to the woods. I'm out of breath from that spray. <laughs> you didn't even move. You're out of breath from fake sprinting. You you pumped your arms a, as a, if you were sprinting, intense, and you're out of breath. It was a breath. very intense fake sprint. Was it? It was. Did, did you see that? Did I you saw see it. that? Here, do it. Do it. See how out of breath you get. Well, hold on. <laughs> yeah, check that heart rate. Let me get my indoor ru- so I can track it. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get credit for this. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> you feel weird. Hey I'm now. coming. You're no star. Here I go. I'm getting there too fast. <laughs> I'm gonna get you. <laughs> oh no! A staircase. <laughs> Dude, I can do this for hours, man. All right, do it the rest of the episode. Um, Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so Colton realizes his necessities aren't getting met. And so right. he starts breaking into these houses, getting food, getting clothes, and then a little bit of extra stuff on the side. And what he does is he only spends a couple of days in there and then he leaves the house and he goes to a tent. He's set up in the woods. Why? And he lives in that tent because he thinks it's easier to hide there than hide in the houses. He's breaking I mean, it's into. a 160 heart rate, I guess. You know, that's funny. See, it gets it going. And I was also laughing, you know, and it's hot in here. It smells like dog food. <laughs> I'm not going to explain why it does <laughs> smell like dog food. That is true. I'm not going to tell you why though. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so he's, so he's living in a tent. He's living in this tent, but what? Okay. And so this goes on for like until his next Airbnb experience. Yeah. Until he needs something until he needs some more food or his air breaking in her his Airbnb Airbnb. That's good. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so he's living in a tent, back behind all these houses, and he's in just the, in the woods. It, so sometimes it just depends on the neighborhood he picked, you know. So sometimes kay. it's right behind, behind, but sometimes it's not. Well, word gets out in the community that someone's breaking into a lot of the houses and stealing sure. a lot of their Cheerios and stuff. Um, and so people are kind of on edge, like looking out. Um, and so the police start. What year is this? This is two thousand like five, two thousand six. Yeah, too early for like, like two years. Cameras and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you're really rich, you probably have a camera security. System. This is ADT's heyday. You know. Yeah. This is not. This is pre ring doorbells. Um, it's pretty crazy. You remember the ADT commercials where like the numbers would like go like the whole house. You know, that was a cool commercial. And then it was like, if they break in, it's going to call ADT and ADT is going to call 911. Yeah. Yeah. And by the time that all happens, you're dead. Yeah. You're, you're super dead. We had ADT growing up. Did you? No, that makes sense. That tracks fully, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> it changed me. We had OnStar. Um, is that the button in the, the car? button in the car? Yeah. Yeah. And I pressed that a couple times on accident. <laughs> What's OnStar. wrong? What's wrong? No, not on. Your mom's like, no. no. And I'm like, I don't know. He's kidding. He's joking. I don't know her. (laughs) Yeah, I only did it when we fought. What are they doing? (laughs) We just just call 911 and let them sit there for 45 seconds. What are they doing? Sorry, Shrek forgot his line. Um, So. So he's getting into it, uh, yeah. and it, the reports are, are people are starting to keep an eye out. The police are trying are really trying to track him down, 
one day they end up. He breaks into one house. There's a 12 year old boy. He's met his match, right? Because he tries to walk up the stairs, trips on the marbles. Trips on the marbles. You know? <laughs> he breaks into a home. Okay. And a neighbor. Here's, here's, the, here's the big problem with Colton. He didn't listen to his friend. So his friend said there's one, one rule in burglary is keep the lights off. He would turn the lights on and chill and hang make, out, make chicken nuggets, turn the TV on. Yeah, watch, watch TV, a movie, order stuff on the internet, stay for a couple of days yeah. until it showed up. Um, you know, like, 2006, you know, Dane yeah. Cook's at his peak, isn't he? Actually, yeah. <laughs> so he's like, ah, I want to watch yeah. my boy Dane. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so one day he's he's in one of these houses and a neighbor sees the lights on and calls the police and says, hey, there's the lights are on at this house that's supposed to not have anyone in it for like six more months. So police come uh, and he hears them coming or whatever. He gets out of the house before they find him, but they're able to kind of follow his trail back to his tent. Yeah, I mean, because he's got bare feet. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear the sound of a bear walking and so they, they chase him back to this tent and he's not there, but they, but they find, find his the tent. tent and the got tent it. is full to the brim of all these stolen. <laughs> I can't even replicate that sound. <laughs> full. <laughs> full. <laughs> full to the brim with all these stolen goods that have been reported stolen for like two years. How's he carrying this stuff around? <laughs> at, what, at that point, why have it? You got to get a second tent. You got to have a storage tent. I think so. I think that was a storage tent because you got to have like a brim. garage tent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got, he's building all these expansions on his tent. Empire yeah, adding a second Tempire. garage this weekend. <laughs> um, and so uh, they begin to build their case against him. Um, and a couple of months later, they end up tracking him down and arresting him. Okay. And so he goes to juvie. He's now 16 years old and uh, he gets sentenced to three years in juvenile detention for all these, this string of burglaries that sure. he's committed. Uh, he's in there for a year and he turns his life around. Um, he starts studying, doing a really good job in school. He picks up um, aviation, but like they don't let you fly, but he starts reading all the manuals and stuff, all the, the learning that you do before you actually fly. He starts doing that, but for not like no one's like, hey, we're going to give you a pilot license. Yeah, like, he's just doing it. You know, um, he's like, it's going to be fun to pretend. Kind of actually, um, <laughs> But he and he's got a great attitude. He's not getting in any fights. He's listening, sure. like obeying, you know. Um, and so after a year, they say, "Hey, we'll transition you out of this maximum security juvenile detention center into a low security group home." And this is a just a home in a neighborhood that has a bunch of juvenile detainees living in it on house arrest. Um, and with then, no adult supervision. Well, there's adults show up. And check on them every once in a while. Uh, <laughs> oh wait, no, no. There's an adult who lives there. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's an adult who lives there. Uh, so he's staying there. Um, sure. And uh, he's there for like a month before he breaks out. <laughs> and so they were like, "Oh, that was a miss." They're like, oh, dang it. <laughs> and uh, so word gets out that Colton is back out on the loose because everyone's like, "Oh, this guy steals all of our stuff in our vacation homes." Yeah. Um, and so the town is spooked. The town is on on edge. He breaks into one home and has a very close encounter with the law, um, but he gets away. And so he decides he's like, he's like, I got to get out of here. He's like, he's like, if I'm going to be able to do this, I got to do this, you know, <laughs> like get to a different town or what? Yeah. And so luckily uh, he's been reading books on flying and before he got arrested, he had stolen a computer that had Microsoft flight simulator. On it. So he's been flying in that flight simulator a lot. 
Okay. But this is not current like fight simulator. This is old fight simulator. Yeah. But he's like, he's like, I think I know my way around a Cessna 152. Uh, <laughs> okay. So he finds the local. Are you suggesting the current flight simulator? <clears throat> well, I'm saying I here's what I'm suggesting. Are you suggesting that you here's what no no, no. Like, let me tell you what got, I'm suggesting. Let me tell you what I'm suggesting. I know my way around. If, if you were going to I don't know, try to steal an airplane with no flight experience. Yeah, it's rough. Practicing in current flight simulator is probably a little bit better than practicing in old flight simulator. Sure. That's all I'm saying. That's all you're saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Practicing an old flight simulator is like saying I flew in GTA, and so now I know how to do it. True. Um, practicing a new flight simulator is like saying I flew in GTA, so now I know how to do it. <laughs> but I at least know some of the words. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the point. Sure. Uh, anyways, so he uh, he starts hanging out around the. Uh, he sets up a tent at the edge of the runway. And uh, he just starts watching the patterns in the airport. He doesn't actually set up a tent. I don't want you to okay. think that's the truth, but he does hang out around the airport, just kind of watching what's going on in there. And so he can figure out patterns, figure out who, who's who, and what they do. You know, late one night, he jumps the fence into this little private airport, and he goes and he finds this target plane, Cessna 152, and flies it to a bar in Manhattan. <laughs> Lands <laughs> right on the road. So I made it here from Washington in 15 minutes. <laughs> he's like, he's like, you guys didn't believe me. Put my name on the wall. I told you I could do it. I told you I could do it. By the way, also give me some really spicy wings. I'll eat them all right now. I'll do all of it right now. <laughs> so he uh, goes with this plane. Sure enough, the owner left it unlocked and just left the keys on the seat. They do that. Um, and so he pops in, starts it up, goes through the pre-flight checklist because he read the book. He knows what to Remarkably do. Remarkably easy to steal planes, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and he's off, uh, manages to take off and is airborne and um, is feeling really good about it, right? Um, makes it to Yakima. Okay. Um, and then while he's flying over Yakima, he realizes he forgot one very important part of the pre-flight checklist. How to land. No. Uh, how much fuel do I have? Oh no. And so he realizes he's almost out of fuel. Obviously, he's a fugitive. He can't land at an airport. And so he, as a guy who's never flown a day in his life, um, decides I've got to try to find a field somewhere to take this down in because I can't land, obviously, in, a, in an airport. And so he lands it in this. Uh, you got to do your ABCs. <laughs> you got to check your airspeed. You got to look for your best, best place to land. And then you got to crash. And then you got to crash. <laughs> Always be crashing. Always be crashing, baby. And so he uh, he takes it down into this um, into this field, um, and he survives. Uh, it was not. It a, doesn't look like he botched it too much. Yeah, it was not a great landing. Nope. But it landed, uh, and he got out and he went into the woods and just left it. And he waited a couple of days, and then he went into town and he started robbing some homes. Uh, <laughs> waited a couple of days. Yeah, let the heat disappear. Someone's going to find that plane. Yeah, they're going to know. They're going to know pretty quickly. Oh, someone crashed a plane in that field, and then someone's going to pretty quickly realize my plane's gone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and so he waited a little bit, and then he went. Uh, he went out into this field, um, and uh, here's the thing about him. Um, he, you know, he's a kid, and it's. Now it's two thousand seven. He's eighteen. Yeah, it's two thousand seven. Oh, he's sixteen still. Facebook era, um, and uh, <laughs> so he starts a Facebook page, and he's stop it. He's hanging out in the woods, 
with all of his stolen goods and he's posting pictures on his Facebook page. Um, what are you an idiot? <laughs> and uh, he begins this. And he starts posting. How do I get away with crime? <laughs> how do I do tax fraud? Here's the thing. Um, he becomes uh, an internet famous relatively big in that era of you uh, Facebook. I think he peaked at 20,000 Facebook followers, which was pretty big for that era of Facebook. Okay. Um, he does look familiar. Yeah. Uh, and so he uh, he this is a very 2007 selfie too. Yeah, it is. Um, he begins this lifestyle of camping out in the woods, going into town to burglarize homes and he would steal pretty much just the essentials. He every once in a while I would teach order. you how to do it too. <laughs> just join my course every once in a while. He would purchase stuff online with people's credit cards, but it was usually the stuff he would purchase would be like like camping. So like here's the fun survival. Part, Let's say he breaks into someone's home. Yeah, purchase someone with their credit card, yeah. right? He's using their computer. He's his phone. I guess he's got a phone. Yeah, well, he's stolen. He's stolen computers. He's stolen who's, phones. Who's phones is he he's using? stealing people's computers. He's stealing people's phones. So he and orders, he's using he orders something to be delivered to, to the their house. house. And so yeah, he's sta- he looks so for houses he where people are out of town and he stays there for a couple days. Get it yeah. later. Yeah. What if you get caught stealing the package? Well, that's the thing. He he finds people who are out on vacation. So but he I'm saying how house. funny it would be. Oh, <laughs> is if he broke into this whole home, used their credit card to order food and all this stuff, and orders a couple packages, comes back two days later when his when his Amazon shipping has arrived, <laughs> and then gets caught stealing, stealing the, package the package and gets in trouble for that. For stealing, yeah, and he's just like. Yes. Yeah. It was this just is all the pack. I've done. All I've done is steal the package. And they're like, "Were you yeah. saying that?" Makes me feel like you didn't. And he's like, <laughs> "Plain and simple." <laughs> what was that? Did you say no? Uh, no. No. I said walking simple. Just just walking simple. Simple. Just standing and sitting here simple, not moving at all. Simple. This is great. That's a, my favorite phrase: is not moving simple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So he's posting so he, all this stuff on Facebook. Yeah. Live. So he he for the next couple of years he has this lifestyle. He goes by the barefoot bandit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's living in the woods and he's got this Facebook page and he's posting pictures and stuff. Um, but here's here's what he's doing though. He's kind of smart about it because what he's doing is he'll go in, he'll stay in the house for a couple of days while people are out of town, go back into the woods, camp out in the woods, and then when he feels like he's got a little too much heat on him after burglarizing a dozen or so homes in the area. He leaves. He steals a car and then what he does is he takes that car and until he he's able he's got cash now because he's stealing, but he's never gets gas because he was worried about security cameras. So he would just ditch the car when he ran out of gas and steal a new car. So he was never land on a security camera and never spend money anywhere. And so he was less traceable. Okay. And uh, hmm. and then he would find a new town, show up in a new town, and then repeat the process: set up camp somewhere in the woods, go into town when he needed stuff, and do this for a couple months, um, burglarize a couple dozen homes, and then go on to the next town. I guess he's showering at the homes he breaks into, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. He's showering. He's got a whole routine, um, <laughs> and he's eating like he's doing all the stuff. Sure. Right? Um, <clears throat> and so this goes on for a couple of years. Um, it's estimated that uh, he's breaks into well over a hundred homes um, burglarizes a few dozen vehicles um, and <laughs> steals six airplanes uh, and uses those to jump town on multiple occasions as well um, each time landing in a field every time thing, landing in some field outside of town uh, 
and he goes from Washington and he is and he repeats this in Washington in Oregon in Idaho in North Dakota, Nebraska, Iowa, Indiana goes almost across the entire country after two years of this whole thing. Only the boring parts though. <laughs> everyone's like, why don't you go to an interesting go somewhere city? cool? Well, because the cool places are where the better cops are. Uh, <laughs> I guess <laughs> this place that place. This place is not cool enough to have good cops. Uh, yeah, it's I mean, it's still 2008, <laughs> but um, he would he was because he kind of like had like an extended stay at sure. all of the places he was robbing. He was like living in their home for a couple days, and so he's walking around barefoot. And so a lot of the crime scenes would have chalk outlines of bare feet where he like, I don't know, stepped in dirt and walked around barefoot or something. I don't know. I don't know why they knew his bare feet were walking through there, but a lot of the reports would end up with his bare feet in there. So they started calling him the barefoot bandit and um, that's where he got the name and he loved it a little bit um, and leaned into it <laughs> and there was an event where in the middle of the night he broke into like a CVS and he drew with chalk lines himself the bare feet walking all over and left a note and said, it's the, the barefoot, barefoot bandit, bandit was here. Gotcha. <laughs> he's like the guy from Mobile Home. Didn't steal anything. <laughs> yeah, he just wants people to know he was here. And he was also he, he was he was an interesting kid because he didn't. He's he like, didn't, what if they what what, what if that, what if I had a name? You know, <laughs> what if I, I just we need a name. We need a we need a name. name. And and what if it was something that scales? So it's like it could be we could be dry. We could be soaked. Or Stop. Could be wet. Uh, <laughs> No, and so um, here's the thing about him, though. Like, he, there was a sense that he had, like, I mean, obviously he's burglarizing homes and sure. stealing vehicles and planes and all that stuff, right? But there's a sense that there's a, a little bit of morality for him because he's never hurting anybody. Yeah, and he's also only stealing what he needs. Like, he's not like he's people have like stashes of cash in their house. He only takes a little bit of it. He only takes enough to get it by, and he's taking mostly food when he breaks into places. Every once in a while, he's taking survival supplies if he can okay. find them. And then he's doing some credit card fraud to order stuff online for sure. survival, usually survival goods, usually. Um, and so he's uh, he's stealing stuff, yes. But a lot of people are like, "Well, he's stealing stuff to survive. He's on the run. Like he's he's an he's, he's like ethical, ethical. Uh, yeah, uh, to the point where <laughs> um, in Idaho he left. Uh, a, there's a veterinarian clinic." Uh, and he left a card with a hundred dollars cash in it, and signed it from his him, and said, "Here's to help the animals." From the barefoot bandit. <laughs> from the barefoot bandit. <laughs> he said, "Thanks for the feet." <laughs> the barefoot, barefoot bandit. bandit. <laughs> and it like just made a donation to a vet, which vets are like, "We don't need your donation. Don't, we don't. We that's charge not, a lot." We're a, we're a business. Yeah, we charge a lot. We're for a this. for profit. <laughs> we, we, we put down the dog and still charge the owner. <laughs> we appreciate the donation. <laughs> we're like, hey, I have really bad news about your dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm really sorry about that. Their most profitable edge of the business is their freezer rats. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the shots will be three hundred dollars, but. You want to need Are you interested in our stock of rats They last with? so long. <laughs> would you like a freezer rat? Oh, I'm sorry. What was that? Uh, would you like a rat sickle? <laughs> yeah, it's a rat for your freezer. It tells you it's how frozen your freezer is. It's a whole thing. It's yeah. it's kind of what does it, does it honestly. If you don't know what it is already, it's not worth explaining <laughs> yeah, it to it's you. It's gonna be really so, weird. <laughs> like it's kind of one of those. Like it's a little bit like uh, you either know or you don't. You either know or you don't. And if you don't, you probably should keep it that way because yeah. otherwise, you're not gonna like. <laughs> you're not. Otherwise. Gonna like you're it. <laughs> 
I can tell you. <laughs> Once I tell like you, it. I can't untell I can't you. Tell you. Tell you. You understand? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But you're gonna want to buy them. You'll spend. They're hundred dollars a pop, and you'll buy them all. Yeah, I don't know about the rap. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like it and you want to support, be a part of what we're doing here, you can do that by becoming a patron. Uh, what happens there is you get to be in the community. Uh, we have a Discord with our hosted producers. We have a lot of fun. We're super active in there every day. You get access to ad-free content a week before everybody else. And we have a Zoom every month with our patrons. Uh, we hang out, we eat pizza, we get to know you a little bit better. Uh, it's a blast. And there's a ton of other uh, different benefits like merch discounts, uh, birthday messages, things like that that are super cool. Uh, if you want to be in that, uh, you can just text Tillin to 66866 uh, and that'll get you right in there. Um, if not, we're just super glad that you're here uh, and thanks for watching our show. So he's in Indiana. Okay. Um, stealing cars and all, sure. you know, the whole thing. It's been two years. Um, at this point, he's got a $10,000 bounty on his head. He's wanted in whatever this is, like nine states now. Um, and so he's like, he's like, I. The, oh, also Canada. He went up to Canada for a minute. Um, oh, international about crimes. That. Yeah, and so he. So he's. How? He's, what did he do? Fly there? Yeah, and he. Uh, uh, and he stole in the did the same play in Canada for a little bit, um, and so now he's in Indiana and he's like he's like ah this is sketchy, uh, I got to get out of here. Did he know enough to like turn the transponder off? I guess. I, all right. A couple a couple weeks before the story I'm about to tell you, um, the FAA. Is like this, That's guy what I'm saying. Keeps, this guy's stealing planes. This guy keeps the FAA planes. will figure stuff out yeah. before the FBI. And so the the FBI has been following them. The all, all local municipalities are. You get Oklahoma them. City so on it. What you know, people, they can't return my letters, but they sure can find this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so what people are starting to realize. I I wrote the FAA a letter. <laughs> and is it this says, is the Hawk Nelson song. No, it says, "Dear FAA." <laughs> I was so perplexed when I saw that you removed spicy buffalo from my airplane <laughs> from the menu. I'm wondering why you did this. Um, so the FAA, it's it's becoming really clear. If if there's a car that's ditched in town and there's some houses be start getting burglarized. Then it's like, oh, he's in town. And they start to pick up on that's the let's, that's the let's footprints watch of where the airports. And so they know he's in Indianapolis now. Um, and so the FAA is like, hey, you guys need to go call all the private plane owners in the city and tell them, hey, don't leave your keys on your seats because there's a guy who's stealing planes. Um, otherwise, your plane's going to get stolen. Yeah. So they call this meeting. All the private plane owners come to this meeting. Um, this is 2000. 2000. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is now late 2009, and uh, they tell them, "Hey, there's a plane bandit on the loose. We believe he's in this town. He's stolen six small single-engine aircraft. Uh, you own one of those, and so we want you to be on high alert. Lock your planes. Don't leave your keys in and the one plane." One guy's like, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "We'll take questions at the end." I think you want this one now. <laughs> Uh, my plane got stolen this morning. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, okay. Do you think any? Do we have any Me data? Adjourned. <laughs> do we have any data on how well the plane rats do against this situation? 
Yeah, once he gets a certain altitude, <laughs> they'll unthaw. <laughs> they'll unthaw out. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, they're now tell, free to move about the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> they tell they tell everyone to lock up their stuff. Well, there's one specific pilot who misses the meeting. Okay, uh, one guy, one guy. Misses it the happens meeting. to be his plane that gets stolen. Uh, yeah, and so his plane, his plane gets gets stolen for sure. Um, and. Uh, uh, Luckily, it was the banner guy, <laughs> and so, so he takes off. Unbeknownst to him, he's got this yeah, big jungle law. <laughs> Unfair DUI. <laughs> we can help. Oh man! So he uh, he's steals this this guy's specific plane. It is a guy last name Miller. I can't remember his first name right now. Donald. Uh, <laughs> Steals his plane, and his his plan is: I need to get out of the U.S. And so he finds out that Cuba doesn't have an extradition treaty with the U.S. And so right. if he can get to Cuba, then uh, he can start a new life, live there free of crime, and not ever get extradited for his crimes in the U.S. Sure. Um, and so he steals the plane, and he uh, tries his first over water flight. Um, here's the thing: this is his seventh flight ever. Um, yeah, and it's every time it's been different airplanes, uh, and so he luckily checked the fuel and made sure this aircraft had then enough fuel to make that distance Indianapolis to Cuba. But that's a long flight, very long flight. Um, but you have to stop. But well, he he miscalculates the flight path and he ends up over the Bahamas, um, which makes it very far, but is running out of fuel at the Bahamas. So he yeah. decides to take it down in the Bahamas, and he botches the landing because the dirt on the island was softer and so the uh, landing gear just sunk into the dirt. Oh, no flipped um, and that triggered the transponder that there was a crash and so the FAA gets the alert. Yeah, and they call this guy and like hey, did you just crash? It's 4th of July. It's 4th of July weekend. Did you just crash your plane in the Bahamas (laughs) and he's like (laughs) oh, I almost didn't answer because I was like, "Who's calling me?" And my buddy made a really funny joke where he said, "Let freedom ring," you know. And so I'm sorry I didn't answer right away. Um, there was. I are you calling me about that meeting I missed earlier? Because I'm real sorry. About I'm real that. sorry, but I didn't want to go. <laughs> I just didn't want to do just that. Didn't want to do that. Um, so so the guy's like, "Yeah, that I that wasn't me." I'm still in Indiana and uh, they're like, okay, unless we renamed this place the Bahamas <laughs> and so the FAA puts two and two together and says, oh, a plane from someone in Indiana where yeah. we know Colton was from um, or was at uh, just crashed to the Bahamas and the owner doesn't know about it. This is probably our guy. Yeah, and so they send the Coast Guard uh, down to go get them and they're like you you guys go get them. Yeah, we know you don't usually do gun stuff, but maybe bring a gun this time. Take one. Uh, <laughs> Um, because take, a, they, take a sword because they do know do. Um, he hasn't used a weapon, but they do know he's armed and they do know at this point he's kind of desperate because he's you yeah. know committed a lot of felonies. Um, he's got a $10,000 bounty on his head sure. and, and there's been um, very vocal talks uh, over the last few months that there were bounty hunters looking for him like they've been like yeah, the bounty hunters are after you and he keeps seeing that on his Facebook feed. People are DMing him. <laughs> They're like, hey, I'm a bounty hunter. Where are you at? <laughs> hey, what's up, man? You want to hang out? I just want to be friends. 
want to tell me a little bit about robbery? What are the rules? Hi, I'm new to town. <laughs> <laughs> I saw your profile and would love to sponsor a post. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he he crashes. He gets out and he starts. Well, I'm this is Bahamas now. I live here now. Um, and so he goes and does the same thing he always does. He sets up camp sure. somewhere in the wilderness, goes into town to steal stuff um, and live off of stealing stuff. And so he's there for 10 days. Um, the Coast Guard gets there. They find the crash site. He's not there. Um, but they're like, we know he, he can't get far because like, yeah. he's, you know, in the Bahamas. He's he going to steal another plane in the Bahamas. Well, he steals someone's speedboat. Um, That'll work. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's doing the same thing he always does. And on July 11, 2010, this is about whatever that yeah. is Six, a week later, seven days after he crashed. Um, he pulls up to a party, uh, a local party where the locals are like on the beach partying in a speedboat and pulls up close to the shore and yells and says, this is not a joke. He says, hey, where are your cops? And the locals are like, excuse me, what? He's like, where are your cops at? And then he's like, I mean, we've got we've got cops here and he's like, this is tourist season. And so they're used to the tourists being sure. weird and he's like, he's, and he's obviously a tourist. And so he's like, uh, uh, he's like, he's like, I mean, we, we have cops in the Bahamas, but we don't, I don't think we have as many as you guys do. He's like, but they're around and he's, yeah. like, he's like, I'm bored. Will you call them? <laughs> he's like, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah. And the, the guy was like, that was weird. And then he just speeds off. And he says, he said, I'm Colton Harris Moore. Look me up on the internet and then speeds off in the speedboat. So <laughs> he's like, he's speeding through the ocean, right? He's like, <laughs> and then part of him goes, I'm not even being chased right now. He's like, this isn't fun anymore. <sighs> I just want to be. <laughs> this is too easy. I want to be chased. <laughs> It's about the chase for me. Hey if guys, I don't feel like I'm being chased. Hey I want, Coast I want you Guard, to pursue me. Come and get me. <laughs> <laughs> come and get me. I'm a build a fort. <laughs> You're not gonna find <laughs> me. You're not gonna find me. <laughs> and so he's driving around this island that night. Um, this is late at night, waiting for the cops, waiting for the police to show up. And the party was like, "All right, we'll call him." And so <laughs> he's straight up doing Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> yeah, like he's just like, oh, "I only got like one star." And so the the police uh, they show up and they find him and they start chasing him. And he's he's in a speedboat that's he's way like, faster than I'm that. so much faster than you. <laughs> he's so much faster. And so he is he's losing him, um, but he's slowing down a little bit just to just to keep him. Yeah, close. just to keep him like on. Yeah, and so he's kind of toying with them, um, but he doesn't. He's not a local. He, he doesn't know. The, he doesn't know these waters, and so he's flying through. Oh no! And he hits a sandbar, and he gets caught in the sandbar, and he starts trying to back up and trying to push it, and he's just digging himself deeper into the sandbar. Um, and so then the police catch up to him, and they kind of have this interchange. They're yelling at each other. He's throwing laptops into the ocean, um, <laughs> and they're like, "What are you throwing over there?" He's like, "Not that. It's just my just pictures, my stuff." Just, yeah, it's just some. <laughs> It's weighing the boat down. The boat down. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it. Yeah, they can swim. It's fine. Don't worry about any of this. <laughs> All these rats. He's throwing so many rats into the ocean. 
And they're all frozen. Now they're still frozen. It's Man, the middle of the summer. Trying to cool August. down the waters. <laughs> if the water was colder, I could move. I could run. If I could freeze this, I could so run. So he's on top of it. stuck. <laughs> and so he gets into this interchange, and then the reports are foggy here. Um, he got tased. The, <laughs> it's not clear exactly what happens. Um, there's there's a couple versions of the story, but what it the most accepted version of this story is that he took out his firearm. He pointed at himself. They had oh. a 20 minute long conversation boat to boat uh, heart to heart boat to boat uh, and then the conversation went south and he fired around and they lit the boat up um, oh. and disabled the boat didn't hit him though. He was fine um, <laughs> and so then they, they came closer and they arrested him. So the Bahamian government the next day just parades them I think around. It's Bohemian. <laughs> they just parade them around the Bahamas. Oh, really? Just like this. They they literally take him around town. And like we got this guy. He's super wanted and in the US. Like, Who is it? <laughs> and they're like they're like look him up. He's on the internet. He's got twenty thousand. This Facebook is how followers. we should show up to the Shrek musical. <laughs> <laughs> we show up to a high school play. We got him. <laughs> we got him. We got him. Um, yeah, he's so, in a bulletproof vest. Yeah, they parade him around town. Um, and they're like, we got him. We got the guy is he hanging his head like that. Like he's, yeah, he's like he's defeated. He's the guy been caught. Yeah. Um, and so uh, the US is like sweet. They, they got him. We'll get him extradited um, and, and but, they were like no, but they they're doing the math. They're doing the math. And they're like, well, the charges he's facing in the Bahamas. He's looking at 10 years in prison in the Bahamas and then we'll get him to the US and then he's looking at a lot more because he's like over 100 felons. So they're like in get the US. Him keep him. Yeah, well, they're like, we're going to have to wait for him to serve his time in the Bahamas before they extradite him to us. And so he goes, they wait a couple weeks. He goes on trial and the Bahamas for some reason and no one really knows why was like, oh, cool. (sighs) The only thing they charged him with, he robbed uh, a handful of homes. He crashed that plane um, and he stole a speedboat and he fired a shot at an officer. but the only thing they charged him with was entering the country without a passport, which was just a three hundred dollar fine. And he was like, "Oh, I threw that in the water." He's like, "I just tried when I got stuck and I weighed too much. I heard papers heavy." <laughs> I threw three hundred dollars exactly. Yeah, I threw exactly in the water dollars. And so the United States government was like, "We'll pay that fine. Uh, can we have them?" <laughs> and so they did. They paid his fine. He was like, "Thanks." Uh, and. Uh, he's, they he's were like, like, "You're welcome." And so they took him uh, to court, and he—I uh, uh, don't know if he hired or managed to line up. Pled not guilty. He lined up the uh, same lawyer uh, that uh, Ted Bundy hired. Oh, uh, for a very specific reason. Um, this kid's kind of smart. Uh, he hired the same lawyer that Ted Bundy hired because this guy, his expertise crimes is, across state lines. No, his expertise is not to do a not guilty plea is to do a guilty plea, but get the jury on your side and feel bad for you and lighten your sentence because he knew he's like, he's like, I, I can't I did it. I can't yeah. get out of this and he's like, but maybe I can get a lighter sentence if I hire someone who's really good at that and so he gets this guy um, and they have a very long uh, hearing, but the the um, picture that they paint is that this is a kid who never had a chance. He had a father that wasn't present. He had a mom who was an alcoholic. Okay. He was actually, um, 
he had fetal alcohol syndrome because his mother drank while he was sure. in the womb. Um, and so, and lived in poverty and he was a good kid. Like he tried the first time he was in prison sure. and he never hurt anybody. He didn't steal any more than what he needed. That was the picture that they painted. Um, and so the, and the, jury the jury was like death. <laughs> <laughs> Kill the poor. <laughs> like, Whoa, we didn't expect that outcome from the jury. It turns <laughs> out the jury is a bunch of monsters <laughs> and they're like, eat him. Yeah, take him down. Yeah. Um, and so the jury was like, because <laughs> they're, they're, they're rats. The rats. It's, it, they got a jury of his peers. They're the only people he was ever friends with. And he threw them all into the ocean in the Bahamas. <laughs> that was really dumb. I'm sorry. Uh, so so he, the jury and the judge were like, they felt bad for the guy. Because yeah. they're like, yeah, he did a lot of things wrong. He's like, but he's a product of his environment. <laughs> yeah, um, and so he ends up getting a, a kind of dual punishment. So the first side of the punishment was seven years in prison. Okay, which he ends up serving five years and gets out on good behavior. Um, so he got out in 2016. Um, the other side of the punishment. This is an interesting part of the story that I haven't told you yet. Um, <laughs> early in the story, um, after he has stolen the plane the first time, he goes back to Oregon, and when he's in Oregon. He meets up with uh, uh, a lawyer on an island. He steals a boat, goes out to an island, meets up with this lawyer, and he says, "Hey," <laughs> he says, "I want to sell my life story to a movie producer to make a movie out of this." Oh, and he's, like, he's like, "Can you help me do that?" And they made it so he can't. And the lawyer was like, "Yeah, we can help you with that." And so he starts building this relationship with this lawyer during this whole time where he's on his way to Indiana setting up this relationship where he can sell his life story so he can go to Cuba, sell a life story, have a couple million dollars, live off of that for the rest of his life. Sure. Uh, the the other part of the sentence was like when you sell that, when you, that sale goes through, you have to use that to pay back all the people you robbed and you can't keep a dime of it. And so he sells it for seven figures. He does sell it to 20th Century Fox for seven figures and he has to repay every person he's robbed like cookies from. Uh, <laughs> He's like, he's like, yeah, I stole fourteen ninety nine from your house. Uh, so here's that. Um, so he didn't see a dime from selling his story. Uh, 20th Century Fox has used it to make two documentaries. Oh, and allegedly they're working on a film, but there has to garnish any graph. our YouTube money, dude. What? They're going to take our YouTube money. 20th Century Fox. Yeah, I'm not afraid of them. They're going to say you them. can't tell a story. Now we get a cut of your YouTube earnings. Well, uh, here's here's the thing. I'm going to be running so fast. They're not going to see me coming. <laughs> they're going to be like, where is this guy? We didn't even I'm actually this. I've been doing this the whole episode, <laughs> so I'm still I've just got a couple more minutes here and I'm <laughs> so yeah, so they uh, so he didn't see a dime of that. He's he got out. Um, he started in 2017 and GoFundMe to get his pilot's license. And the you FAA was the like, FAA's you, like, you're never no. getting your license. This was is like, a sorry, scam. Take that down. That's a scam. <laughs> I was like, bummer. Okay. You okay, know sorry. that though. You know you're not going to No, get he really wanted license. it. I don't know if, well, he probably knew. He probably knew. He's been studying <laughs> enough that he knows that he the requirements knew. are you can't be knew. a felon. But he liked it. He liked it. There was something He's about like, the thrill of like it. There's just something about crashing a plane. I like it. I want to learn to land. And so in 2019, he started trying to make a career out of being a public speaker, um, but his parole officer didn't allow that. Yeah. Um, but it's too much travel. There. Well, yeah, that's that's the big thing. 
Um, but his parole ended in 2020. Obviously, couldn't travel then. The question is, now that things have cleared and his parole's over, we might have him come to a town near you as a public speaker. Let's ask him. He's zoomed in. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's the story of the Barefoot Bandit, um, also known as uh, Colton Harris Moore. Um, wow. He, he just got bored in the Bahamas. It's just a, uh, hey, call the cops. Where are your cops? I'm bored. <laughs> Chase me. Chase. Come and get me. Uh, and well, then they come and get him. And then like, they light his boat up. Him. Well, and he's like, I was just joking about that. I didn't mean that, I I didn't mean that kind of. Then they, I thought I was going to get away to be back honest. home. They just chased me. They didn't do this part. Um, and here's the wild thing is he was in that speedboat and he, you know, you could kind of like lock the throttle. On a and so he locks the throttle and he's flying like whatever's <laughs> fast in a boat. I don't know, like 30 knots. What's fast he get in the boat. front and, and he's, st- <laughs> he's standing in the boat and he's looking back, looking the other way, like fa- standing on the front of the boat, looking the other way towards the cops chasing and they're far away. They're far away and he's just sitting there with the fiddle. <laughs> Things Alone Last Night is a production of Space Tim Media. Produced by Christian Taylor. Audio is edited by Alex Garnett. Video by Connor Betts. Social media is run by Caleb Walker. And graphic design by Caleb Goldberg. Our hosts are Jaron Myers and Tim Stone. Please follow us on social media at Tillin Podcast. That's T I L L N Podcast. Leave a review, comment, subscribe wherever you are. Thank you for listening to Things Alone Last Night.